I just hit that beautiful go live button on this week's episode of The Side Quest, featuring a wonderful four quattro trio. I don't even know what the, the four, folks, four folks yeah. talk, talk about true. video games. Yeah, a bunch of, bunch, of, bunch of friends, just a bunch of friends chatting about games. That's what we are. Uh, wait, it's a four, quartet. Four, four it's guys a quartet. in a podcast. Four guys in a podcast. Ooh, wow. Did you see that? Taylor's camera is moving around. It's massive. Yeah, I'm going to turn that shit off. <laughs> I am Dolly Domofsky. My camera stays in one spot. Uh, Taylor's camera moves around, and apparently he doesn't know how to use a microphone. But, you know, whoa, look at all that stuff. Ta- whoa. <laughs> okay. Uh, showing yeah. us that scratch, the fight that he had. That's right. <laughs> this is, is, this, is this how you want to look, Dolly, by the end of the show? <laughs> Uh, Watch it. The person above me uh, throwing off Kamehamas are uh, is a D underscore double underscore J J J J J J. It is J J. Yes. Yeah. And then quarter. Hey, bud. Say hi, Zach. Zach. (laughs) Zach, were you? Man, maybe it was just in my feed in general. But I always just like assume that somebody I know retweeted it. Uh, where like I can't believe that somebody pronounced Kamehameha this way, and it was uh-huh. <laughs> it was somebody doing like a react moment. And Kamehameha, Kamehameha, Oh man, was that you? Did you do that? I mean, obviously uh, you saw the same thing because I, you said it before I even. I know, did, but... I know, I liked it. Oh man, <laughs> I saw it on my feed. Yeah, the, can, the, Kame, the Kamehameha got me, got me giggling for a minute. I can guarantee that if I'm laughing hysterically during Twitter, it's either Zach posting something or JJ commenting on something stupid. It's one of those things. Yeah. But I'm always like uh, hysterically laughing, and my family is like, what is going on out there? Yeah, so, so for a quick sidebar, uh, there's a new Dragon a Ball quest. movie. Yeah, uh, yeah Dragon Ball movie came out. It launched what? It was this weekend is the opening. Friday, right? yeah, yeah, Friday. Um, and so inevitably, people are going to be talking about Dragon Ball again, yes. and then you get weird takes on Twitter about people talking about Kame, <laughs> Kamehameha, except they pronounce it Kame. Because it's in Fortnite. Mo. That's also uh, oh, that's right. It was it was about the Fortnite drop because that just came out too. Yeah. Um, Kamehameha. I just can't believe it. Because you can get the Kamehameha in Fortnite and kill people with it. Yeah, it's great. You can be Vegeta with web slingers from Spider Man with a lightsaber from Darth Vader. Was anybody bringing Dragon Ball Z Fortnite to as as their news no, piece for that? Because 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 that's what we're pivoting into right now. We're pivoting into about how how ridiculous Fortnite is for a moment. Because man. You know, Dragon Ball just dropped a new movie, and that's good. And actually, you know what? Fortnite's probably good, too. I don't know. I haven't played that shit in years. It is good. Here's the thing about Fortnite. It's good. (laughs) I mean, listen, they kept kept no build mode. So, like, they obviously, they they have some idea of how to, like, be good at the whole thing. I actually have a friend who has made fun of me for playing Fortnite for years, and then he messaged me today. He's like, Fortnite's actually really fun. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I know. Like, it's actually good. Listen, uh, I, I I played with a group of my with a group of my boys. You know the the game players um, back when you know before you know before the ninja times before building was like you know there was memes about how fast people built and that kind of thing. And the game was good. It's you know like 
that and that game still exists. There's just a lot of other shit in it now. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, my biggest issue was the fact that I don't have the time to de- to put into it to like be competitive in any regard in terms of building that kind of stuff. And nor do I have times to be competitive about being good enough to shoot to compensate for the fact that I don't have the time to figure out how to memorize building patterns and stuff like that. So like, I'm not going to play a game that I'm not going to be interested in because for, you know, for those other reasons, we're, um, we're, I mean, we're not as good as uh, side questing friend Ninja by any chance. Gonna <laughs> friend of the show Ninja. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Dolly, when are you completing? When are you finishing up your interview opportunity with Ninja? <laughs> oh, gosh, I'll ask him if he Kamehamamas. <laughs> ask about how many Kamehamamas he does. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyway, that being said, I mean, yeah. Fortnite continues to be. An absolutely mesmerizing mm-hmm. enterprise of IP conglomeration. I don't know. It's just it's just absolutely. It's uh, it's the uh, it's Smash Brothers of <laughs> shooters, right? It's it's, it's a social what? shooter. Yeah, it's Smash except Brothers of everything ever. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah, everything, yeah, because because yeah, it goes yeah. it goes way beyond. You know, right. Nintendo's tendrils obviously are pretty you know are pretty vast because of how many things that they have published over the many yeah. many years um fortnite abandons yeah. that yeah. idea of of vestigial uh publisher agreements and like you know expectation and it goes way way past that uh beyond any expectations and, that have been set in and, um, nintendo, and yeah nintendo kind of has an idea of what they want to limit right. uh, smash yeah, yeah. brothers right there is a method to the madness of what they're going to put I, into a smash. There, there is none of now, that. So, I mean, here's the, that's where I'll disagree with you, JJ. There is definitely a method to the madness of of Epic and Fortnite. There's well, just, just saying, a little bit more madness than there yeah, is method yeah, yeah. Just, uh, by yeah, comparison. Saying, because, like, listen, I mean, like... Anything can be in there. They, in the same way that I think Nintendo looks at it, targets, and then executes... Um, just, I mean, with the speed and dexterity of which Epic is willing to do it with Fortnite, it's so hard to compare the two because Epic pivots on, you know, if if Nintendo's pivoting on a quarter, Nintendo's pivoting on a period. I, I like, you know, there, you can't even, there's no coin that I can equiv- uh, that I can equivocate to it because it's such a sharper turn. They, it, it, they're not operating in this in the same space i I think more so from i guess i was saying more so from the hype ability and uh bringing characters into your set pieces um it 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 makes fans makes new fans of a game uh, and make people lose their minds and you you don't have that with other you don't have that with i mean nobody remembers that Earlier this year, Call of Duty had Godzilla and King Kong in it. Remember that was, no. like, it was Godzilla. Well, it was, yeah, no. But you'll remember. Uh, I mean, I remember Master now that you mentioned King it, God. but that's about yeah. it. Yeah, you'll remember Master Chief doing a Kamehameha on Kratos <laughs> yeah. while uh, the Joker is dancing in the background, you know, on top of the page. It's, it's just Far, bonkers, but Far they bring Cry those up. Far Cry 6 has an entire quest line of you. Uh, st- rescuing rambo merchandise for a guy and then unlocking rambo stuff in fucking far cry 6 like there's some weird here's here's the thing about it is that like sometimes like with that far cry thing yeah that feels like a quest that they that developers wanted to include because they thought it was funny 
and yeah. cool, right? It's funny because there's nothing Rambo to promote either. Right. It's, 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 yeah, I mean, they just, just thought it was, them. they just, the developers <laughs> and the people on the team thought it was neat and maybe thought that it was contextual and it was, and I don't know. I never played Far Cry 6, so I, I don't know. But, I just want to say, okay, I'm just going to say Fortnite is so good. That's it. No, I'm just, I'm just going to say it's, 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 it's really cool. Just as a person who plays the game consistently, like I buy, I haven't bought a season pass in like two years because you get the money back from every season pass. That Are you, you still do. riding original V bucks season pass? Yeah, no, I, this man, I've, Fortnite's. I've had, I spent money on a season pass like three years ago and I haven't had to buy one since because I complete the season passes. I get the money and you have like 500 V bucks left extra, over extra. Yeah. and then it's like, you just keep rolling. Um, I did that. I did that once. I got the John Wick skin. Yeah, no, it's just which was like a, which is like two and a half years ago. At this yeah, point. that was the one where everyone saw John Wick. It's like, oh, that's weird. That's okay. weird. That's yeah, <laughs> but it's just before, like before they were efficient of uh, officially licensing the uh, yeah. the costumes. Out. No, I, I just wanted to say it's just like a it's a pretty consumer friendly game. Like the skins are fun. But they and, don't do any do do anything. And in the grand get, world, in the grand world of battle passes that have come and gone since since Fortnite significantly popularized the idea, um, despite its overwhelming success, it has not progressed in any amount of anti-consumerism of its of its model yeah. in in ways that other games have. I'm a you know I'm a big uh, Dota two guy. I played Dota two. I played many thousands of hours in Dota two. Uh, Dota two also popularized, if not preceded, Fortnite and battle passing. I think you know. I'm pretty sure Fortnite was like the first to be like, hey, uh, I'd, I'd have to double check only because of the TI battle pass and whether or not Dota twos came right before Fortnite or not. And I don't I I can't remember, so I don't want to say definitively. But anyway, Dota twos. Originally, the Dota fir- Two was the first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, Dota Two because they only did it once a year for TI. Um, you know, it flew more under the radar compared to the seasonal s- style that Fortnite has popularized. Uh, but the thing about it is that if you look at the what the first year did, the first year was like okay, all the content is front loaded into kind of digestible, achievable quantities like Fortnite did when it came out and still does now dota 2 however you know originally the first year was okay if you really want to whale this thing if you get to 1000 levels in the battle pass 1000 like a like huge amount massive we'll give you this silly figurine of the roshan and we'll send it to you because it's so ridiculous um and it's now get to the gotten to the point where it's like okay well now it's 2000 levels and also if you want to get all the cosmetics in the battle pass it's like 1000 levels and it's actually if you if you want to achieve it by only playing the game it's going to take you about 18 hours a day of playing the video game straight up and that's kind of the predatory evolution that Dota 2 is. So anyway, I just want to illustrate the point that despite Fortnite's overwhelming success with the Battle Pass model, it did not do that. And I think that is worth crediting to uh, to that game and to the to the uh, publishers of it 
that they did not, despite the opportunity, go down that road. Yeah. No, I mean, I've, I mean, my friend who just started playing today, he's level 68 on his, on his season pass. He started playing today. Yeah. And he's level 68. Like, all you have to do is do the quests and, and explore the map and play the game. And you'll pretty much finish it in like a week if you want to. But I mean, like, the way they make money is by skins and by paying attention yeah. to yes. Twitter, paying attention mm-hmm. to YouTube and being like, hey, people like this Among Us game. Let's put an Among Us thing in here and people will buy it. Like they're just it's just like a quick. They, they, and again, it's, it's that it's, it's, a, it's that. Yeah, it's that hyper quick pivoting. Um, they. They're. The memes are so short lived or and I mean meme in the original psychological yeah. definition of meme of the. You know that 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 actual interlinking of what is the common uh, definition of what is interesting for everyone right now, um, as opposed to you know what's the funny image uh, that we're sharing the, on the internet. That's the Hideo Kojima definition. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually, it's the what's the common hamen Yeah, I. I uh, Anyways, I was to anyway. say that Fortnite definitely led to the Dragon Ball Super movie making twenty million dollars this yes. weekend. Okay. No, sure, yeah, it's definitely not that reason that Fortnite wanted the skin in the game <laughs> for the uh, for the opening weekend. Exactly. Um, but anyway, uh, that was yeah. a that was a topic that wasn't on our list of things to cover for the news segment. So we should probably keep going. There is, here's one topic on the list. Uh, Taylor showers. No, just kidding. Taylor yeah. has uh, NPD numbers, right, Taylor? Yeah, I I had dreams of writing down notes, um, <laughs> and I didn't do that. But I did read. So every month, NPD posts um, video game uh, sales numbers. And then instead of reading those numbers, what I do is read Matt Piscatella's. Matt Piscatella, uh, baby. So let me tell you, if you care about video game business side of things, uh, you should follow Matt, Matt Piscatella and read the things that he posts, especially around NPD uh, release days. Um, so he does a big thread every month when NPD group drops their numbers. Um, so, yeah, so couple things wanted to cover which was the fact that uh some some parts of the mpd numbers look bad and other parts look good so the part that looks bad is the fact that we're down we're down in dollars year over year um and i'm looking over to my right so that hold on let me do this so that i can look at the same screen and still uh reference what i was looking at um i mean the thing about it is that it's less that 2022 is bad and more that 2020 and 2021 were too good. And this is, this is a very specific reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, COVID tracked up 2020 and 2021 in ways that are insurmountable compared to any other normal year. And this shows when you just kind of graph it out and you look at it, um, Dally, thank you for bringing it up. So, you know, you'll look at the, um, the second graph that he shows there. Um, and, uh, you'll see, this is the year over year comparison between the two. So you look at 2019 and 2019 wasn't a bad year. Um, you know, it was pre, was this before 
PS5 came out? It was, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is uh, the launch of uh, PS5. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, there's going to be big upticks because mm-hmm. PS5 comes out um, the next year. But 2019 is kind of like your standard. This is the consoles are out. We're just selling stuff. So on top of COVID bumping up a lot of video game numbers because people were stuck at home and a new console comes out, 2020 was huge. Like, I mean, we we saw jumps that were, uh, or like I said, artificially large. Um, 2021 kept that momentum going uh, because people were still stuck at home. And 2022, the fact that we're dropping down uh, below those numbers, but still above 2019, in my opinion, are pretty good. Um, So we'll see how things continue. The fact that it dropped, uh, you know, if you look at July, it's basically lined up with 2020 Mm -hmm. is kind of crazy. I mean, like, I think it's nuts that it lines up with 2020 numbers. That's we're talking about the first the first summer of a cons of a console generation and we're selling uh, we're doing the spending of that year. That's kind of nuts. So uh, 2020 July wasn't the first summer of a brand new console generation. No, what was it? Did they did they drop it in? No, November 2020. November 2020. So damn. So here's I, I agree with you in the most parts. We're still very healthy, and I think it's healthy. Because I mean, like even healthy. even if you take my numbers and say and yeah, correct yeah. me, and then we're like, okay, so we'll look at 2021 instead. I mean, correct me if you dare. I guess. <laughs> like, no, I think you know we're still we're still we're still pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're still, we're still pretty but close. I mean, very, what's what's even very, more insane actually now that you've now that you've pointed out my my error there is you're welcome. How gigantic of a jump! Like, I mean, and and Matt pointed out in his in his marker here on the graph, March twenty twenty pandemic begins. Look at the jump in twenty twenty. Wow, it's insane! Man. It's insane. The, nothing happened other than pandemic and uh, new and Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. The, and <laughs> actually, Journal. yeah, it's really it's Animal Crossing was a thing, but I think yeah, it it was the pandemic and it really accelerated so much from retail releases and indie releases right because right? indie it, it revitalized yeah. the the holiday of 20 yeah. uh, of 2019 came back all of a sudden it's like oh shit okay uh, we don't have anything so let's we're just going to keep buying from last holiday releases and also by that time things started to get discounted etc cetera, etc cetera. but um Anyway, like I said, I was already wrong, so I'm kind of embarrassed. So I'm not going to keep talking about that. <laughs> no, 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 I think it's good. No, it's. I think what's what's what is interesting to me is I will I will say this. Um, we're we we should be above 2019. Uh, obviously, new content, right? And that stuff. It's a little bit of a for me. It's actually a little bit of a bummer that we're right that we're below. Track. Well, 2021 I think was still kind of a weird year because. It, everyone was still on the high of the new consoles, right? Cause you just consoles right. came in November of 2020. So that is accelerating all of this stuff. People were buying every Xbox, every PlayStation that came across that everything they saw um, buying multiple ones. And today you can walk into any target and any Walmart and find Xbox series S and Xbox series X. You can walk into GameStop. Right. Um, they, and that's saying that supply has caught up, but also remember Xbox is sort of changing their their game plan right more to yeah i mean here's the thing is that like that's what i think we need to um i to to matt's point i mean there it's it's a it is a drop from 2021 
stock in game consoles has gone up, right? There is more stock available now than there was in 2021, but the sales aren't as high as. Yeah. And, and, and so in the oh, next so tweet, la- lack of games, like, right. And so in his next tweet, he points it out, right? Yeah. Um, dollar sales increased 12% compared to a year ago, but they've fallen year to date. Yeah. Which is, which is that in this span of time last year, we were trailing new new console releases mm-hmm. so they were they were higher overall but year over year for the whole encapsulation were higher which basically just means that the trailing year post hard uh, post hardware release is still more more is still stronger than it was the year before so yeah. like i don't know for for me my main takeaway is that things are actually looking pretty good <laughs> I don't know. I mean, call me crazy, but no, they are. I mean, again, this is the changing of the industry, right? We're, yeah. We're getting away from retail releases. Those numbers are starting to go down and service is starting to go up. Uh, re, you know, uh, subscription services starting to go up. You're going to see Ubisoft plus, I think is going to be announced this week at gamescom for, Oh, good for point. Xbox. Yeah. Gamescom um, is a list. Of, that's one of the things that'll, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to get to claim that one for for next week's news segment, but Gamescom is definitely going to come up uh, for a lot of news drops. It's yeah, I think it's, we I mean, we, we talked about it in the Discord briefly. Like Gamescom is going to be the return of some of the trade show games news drops. Yes. Yep. 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 The um, more the more realistic stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, so a couple yeah. of the other bits because I don't want this to run on too too long. Uh, some of the surprises that came mm-hmm. out from uh, from that stuff, uh, as Matt pointed out, Multiverses, July's best-selling game. That's kind of nuts. I didn't know that. Was that sold in stores? Was there like a Multiverses uh, like, retail they, Okay, they had a July, they had a buy-to-play period for the game. You paid 30 bucks and you got the game. And you got a bunch <laughs> of extra shit. Um, so but there was no physical, mm-hmm. that's what I was. There was no physical release of multiverses, so all of this right. is, is digital, which it it's just weird to to understand it because obviously it doesn't relate to uh, you can't really compare it as well to Game Pass, to Switch, to some other yeah. libraries that are because we're so, talking about purely digital sales, yeah. I don't know. It's like so. This is just kind of nuts, for, especially talking about an NPD really number is. release, um, which is you know NPD has been releasing these numbers for decades, and obviously originally they were purely physical based. Yeah. So for a purely digital game, mm-hmm. one that is actually a free to play game, to dominate an entire month, like that's this is just crazy. It's kind of nuts. Can, you can bet that there'll be a retail release for this game. Uh, this year because it's going to make a ton of money um, with do we think know, holiday it a, yeah it, it might just yeah. be a digital code just like or, how Fortnite does it um, yeah I was going to say do it how Fortnite does it be like hey spend 20 bucks get this case and get this skin for gizmo it, exactly and that's what it's going to be some sort of Batman hey. edition or yeah here's yeah here's the here's the Batman game code it's going to come with uh, this these characters unlocked and these skins with it yeah. yep we've yep. um, been doing this uh, thing where you get like little three-inch uh, action figures, and they come with a comic book. Yeah. Um, mm. That might be a good idea with multiverses yep. to cash in on some of that. 
Steph. Dude, the, 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 uh, age punch hi, hire JJ. Hey, WB, hire JJ <laughs> yeah. or D Discovery, whatever. No, don't. Him. That is a sinking <laughs> ship I want no part of. <laughs> uh, continuing on, um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 debuted as number four. Mm -hmm. um, great. It, no digital sales, as always, for Nintendo games because they hate us for multiple <laughs> reasons. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's not that surprising. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is obviously, as we talked about over the past couple of weeks. Sold it, more than Call of Duty. <laughs> I would hope so, <laughs> to be honest. And I bet you Nintendo hopes so too. Sold um, more than Digimon Survive. <laughs> but despite Digimon that, Digimon Survive. So, so here's the thing. The thing to keep in mind, Digimon is not, in the U.S. and West, the name brand that Xenoblade has become Correct. and is Correct. now, and so the fact that Digimon Survive, which is all said and done, kind of an under the radar game, uh, that it did eighth overall with two days of sales. It's um also a weird hype around it. Like if yes, if you were like super online, people were and have been. But but the thing about that JJ is that it translated to sales. It sales it it had it was number it was number eight it was number eight with two days. No, it's number eight and it's a visual novel. Yeah, it's not even it's nuts. It's not even a game. Like it's it's a little bit of game with um, it, it has enough. It, listen, it has enough game to qualify to NPD. Yeah, All crazy. right, here's I just want to point something out real real quick here. Um, you go down this list and it's like Call of Duty Vanguard, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Yeah, I mean, like look Call at Duty, the wait, look at the list. Black Ops Black Ops Three, like Black Ops Four is not on there. Black Ops Three has been that's actually wild. <laughs> That is kind of wild. Uh, actually, what happened in its last month rank? Why did yeah. it go from 37 to 19? Did Why people think that it was Black Ops 4? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe it was like $5 on like some yeah. storefront somewhere. But then also, I, what's interesting to me is Monster Hunter Rise dropped from 13th to 20th. That, that also does not include digital sales because um, the Monster Hunter Rise was, I think it... It was on sale on the Switch in July. They had like Capcom it had a have, big sale, so it doesn't have the little asterisk. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have the little asterisk. So here's the thing: is that like they can't put the asterisk because it's now day and date on Steam. Mm -hmm. So oh, you know what? That's also wait, wait a minute. That's also uh, not a Nintendo property. So Capcom does report the sale. Right. So yeah. so Capcom is reporting digital sales, yep. but they're also not. I I mean who. I would actually love to know the specifics on it. Yeah. If yeah. if Capcom is allowed to report digital sales on Nintendo, um, I'm not sure because they don't yeah. have a hmm. they don't have a specific marker for does not include Nintendo digital sales. Oh, which, and you see the little okay MLB the Show 22. <laughs> Xbox and Switch digital sales not included. So maybe right, that's X, that's play. Xbox and Switch, but they don't have a specific marker just for Switch. Exactly. So yeah. that certainly leads me to believe that nobody fucked up and said that you know that we're not including a marker that yeah. says not mm -hmm. Switch included or not Switch digital included. Mm -hmm. But that's still possible. It yeah. is still possible that that does not include Switch digital. And there are and, a lot of those cases. You got Minecraft. I mean, yeah. Digimon Survive. You know, so I, I don't know how they 
I don't know how they do this. Because you, you go to the Switch shop and Digimon Survive yeah. is on the like two or three on the yeah uh, bestsellers list. Yeah, it's Netflix. crazy. Anyway, so yeah. I want to keep right. moving. Um, I don't know if we do it. How much do we care about mobile games? Tell me. Let's Go for it. just take a little look. I mean, here's the thing: Candy Candy Crush, aka uh, King, still dominates. Candy Crush Saga. Uh, this is mo- this is reported by um, by T-Mobile, which I've I've personally never really peered into. So my you know overall referential knowledge is is limited. Uh, but Candy Crush, followed by Roblox, followed by Coin Master, which I've never heard of, followed by Pokemon Goal, uh, Pokemon Go. Followed by Ebony, which is like one of those uh, stereotypical uh, look at this weird ad for a mobile game kind Ebony. of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then a bunch of other things. Uh, Dragon Ball Z does uh, top, Ball uh, Z. Yeah, does make it into the top 10 there. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about was the overall staying power of a few games. One of which is, of course, Elden Ring. Elden Ring remained uh, the number one uh, for dollar sales in top year to date, and then also twelve months for um, twelve months overall, and then also July on PlayStation, Xbox Multiverses beat out. Elden Ring, which means that a lot of people bought Founders Packs mm-hmm. on Xbox, which was interesting to me. And then obviously on Nintendo, Xenoblade Chronicles uh, beat out everything else, which means that a lot of people are still buying physical games yeah. for yep. Nintendo Switch. Fucking I, Mario Kart 8. And so here's the other thing. <laughs> so the other, and when we're talking about staying power, this is what I was going to talk about. If you want to talk about staying power, you have to talk about Mario Kart 8. I one day and I'll t- I will year to date it's number 9. I'm going to I'm going to try and do this for the next time around. I'm going to try and re- reference as a, a bunch of NPD threads um, going months back because mm-hmm. I would love to know how many times Mario Kart 8 has remained number 2 for Nintendo sales. And how many times and the different numbers it has been for top 10 overall on monthly sales. Not um, including digital, which is crazy. Right. Yeah. So here's the thing. It's, it's bonkers. Mario Kart 8 is still selling physical copies. Yeah. To who? Right. right. Who? Who? To who? So does... So Poke, Digimon Survive does include digital copies sold? Because it's the yeah. only one without an asterisk. Again, so... so <laughs> <laughs> Digimon yeah. Survive was sold day and date on yeah. Steam. Yeah, but this is specifically for Nintendo platforms. This one right here is specifically. Really? Uh, so yeah. then, so then the publisher had an arrangement publisher to release. So yeah. that that means that they had an arrangement to release um, digital sales as part of that agreement. Um, but yeah, Candy Crush is like. <laughs> there goes that. <laughs> hey, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. <All> right. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, accessories are way down. That's not surprising. People are like, the, you know, the consoles have been out long enough that they they don't really need that much more. 
Joy-Cons, maybe they're drifting less. I don't know. Probably <laughs> not. Absolutely um, not. <laughs> there's, there's just less... There's just less accessories to buy. Like it's just going to happen. The first tw yeah. uh, two years are always the highest. Technically, I think we're still in that that period. Uh, but Nintendo hasn't had a goofy piece of plastic for us to buy in ages. It's just yeah, weird, really. not since the uh, freaking Mario Kart Live and uh, the workout game. <laughs> yeah, Ring Fit. Yeah, really. That's yeah. Anything. I mean, uh, what what this will probably mean to me, or at least if I'm reading into it. Um, I would expect that we're going to get some nice accessories coming this holiday season. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the elite, there's the, the white elite. Yeah. Platoon oh, come on. There's a, there's a, there's a switch sports game out. There is yes. going to be all that yes. garbage fucking yep. golf clubs and things right around. Listen, the corner. digital <laughs> accessories are high margin, uh, low dollar, typically low dollar. And uh, they want that high, those high margin numbers. They want it, and it's coming back. Nintendo it's coming back this us, year. Do you know when, when Nintendo sold us cardboard? I wonder what the yeah, returns on that, <laughs> that was. Because probably like, massive, massive, massive returns. Yeah. Massive returns. But also considering that there were ones that they just never released, like yeah, like that camera one never came out. <laughs> so, I will say the camera one came out. I don't think it did. Yeah, the camera, the Labo camera. Okay. I, I will say, if nothing else on, on the on the Labo stuff is that it was the VR kit that they call is it. that yeah, but R and R and D time on Labo Labo or whatever whatever it is it must be so, was must be so much higher than other shit. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. like you know when you're talking about plastic accessories. And the design houses that make that, like, that's all they do, right? Like, 99% of their time is spent <laughs> doing that stuff. Look at that thing. Expansion set. So Lapo is like, they put it out it, as it's brand new. Like, there is no R&D that existed to background that. Yeah. So, like, mm. yeah, they, the raw margin on the individual product, very high. Raw margin, including R&D, not as high. Not, not nearly. There's no way. Anyway, that's a uh, that's all I want to talk about. On, on frankly, far too long. Nice. That's enough. Yes, you did. Good times though. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, up what? next, I, <clears throat> I I'm gonna hop in here real quick, um, and that's uh, hey, when it comes to like little tiny publishers and little tiny companies, one of the smallest. Um, Used to be Embracer Group, but now they've Used bought everything. <laughs> they just announced uh, last week. I think they had an investor. Their whatever. Their when was the last time Embracer was small? I think it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, they bought Tripwire, Limited Run, um, uh, you know, a Tuxedo Labs. Um, uh, but the big one is they bought the fucking Lord of the Part My French, the Lord of the Rings IP. They're like, you know what, Gandalf is ours from now on. What's weird to me is it's Amazon. So, so where does this leave Amazon? Because like I've always said in the Discord, Amazon really doesn't have the rights to any Lord of the Rings stuff besides the yeah. rights that were in the movies. Like it's right. like they basically exclusively bought what was told in the movies and nothing else. So like also like why didn't why didn't what? Amazon just spend this? They have this money. Of course. Why? Uh, like, know, it, it probably would have been one of those weird things because Amazon is is a TV service 
uh, that they probably couldn't have, you know, they probably would have ran into some pretty major. Um, What's the budget for this show? But Hold on. Embracer is Embracer can do whatever they want. So Embracer plans on licensing out, um, at least from I think from a, maybe not this specific article, but a couple other articles. They're going to be like li continue licensing out Lord of the Rings IP. They are going to make games and stuff within them. But what was that? What's that say? I was just because I was just curious. So like. I'm pretty sure Amazon was like, okay, we want to make a Lord of the Rings show, but to acquire the rights to Lord of the Rings is going to cost us a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So, but we have to live up to the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings film. So, how do we do this? Um, so, I just Googled how, how much the budget was in the first season of this show. Uh, $462 million season that one. That's right. Yep. That's but nuts. They're, it's going to cost them over $1 billion for season one. That's the official. Like, yeah, word, be, be include but, marketing and everything else yeah. associated um, with it. So that's probably why they weren't like, hey, let's buy the actual rights. They're like, hey, let's just buy the tangential rights. We can do whatever we want and not have to adhere <laughs> to this really um, strict lore background and hire philosophers and whatever <laughs> Tolkien professors meanwhile, to like meanwhile, advertise for us. Embrace Embracer bought all of that limited run tripwire for 576. So basically the cost of one season of the Lord of the Rings TV show. Embracer bought Lord of the Rings. Oh nuts. Oh goodness. I mean I don't I, it's just it just seems nuts to me. I mean like, I think about this number. Embracer is big. Mm-hmm. But they're nowhere close to Amazon big. Like when exactly. we're talking like even if we're talking about raw liquid cash that a company yeah, has yeah. on hand. Amazon is in the top three, probably, right? Yeah. Realistically, I I'm so like, there's no there's no I mean, maybe I'm overestimating how much there's been a drop in overall price uh, for the Lord of the Rings um, IP, but I don't know. It just still seems. They're, absolutely um, nutty to me that Amazon would yeah. come in and, and say, we just want the tiny slice of the pie. We don't want the recipe. I think they're with Amazon. It's a way to cut and run because I think they just bought MGM. Right. Uh, and they said yes. they, they spent a ton on MGM. They're not James, a cut and run kind of company that's though. It feels like. That's true. James, they own James Bond. Uh, yeah. This is a weird one though. I, why, I, now that I think about it, why didn't they? Cause they own James. They could literally could have said, you know what? We're gonna buy Lord of the Rings right now. It's well, so okay. Here's here. Okay, here's my actual take. Right? Yeah. They want to have their own fantasy series. They want to have a. Um, they want to have their own fantasy series. They want to have something that can rival Game of Thrones. Like they yeah, want their own Game of Thrones. They didn't want. They wanted to buy the rights to the more darker take on the Lord of the Rings story. The movies is pretty dark compared to the mm -hmm. books, mm -hmm. compared to the actual stories. So they're like, let's just like buy this thing. And we can kind of do our own thing with it. That's why I think there's like we can do as much as we want with this. We can put sex in here. We can put naked boobies in here if we want to, and that's why. Like it's just like a complete creative side because if they actually had the rights to it. They would have to adhere to so much they might, stuff. Yeah, they might have to. Like, <clears throat> I, f I feel like it's just like a creative choice. Like, we don't want to have to be well, stuck. 
whatever it is, Embracer is still not as big as like 2K or EA or a bunch of other. I just, I just love the thought that Embracer is going to sit there and license the IP of Lord of the Rings to Amazon. It's if they want, if they want to, if they want to continue stuff. I do think the name is great because it's like Embracer. I mean, they're it's not just it's bear hugging the game and they're (laughs) literally just taking everything. But yeah, Embracer bought a bunch more stuff and they announced. They did say that they have one more unannounced acquisition that they can't talk about just yet because they did remember they just bought all those studios and the ips from square enix right they own two yeah. so yeah we'll see what happens and i think here. i think 2014 was the turning point by the way it's true yeah, yeah yeah 2014 was when they uh they they acquired thq mm-hmm. and i feel like thq was like that was when everything started to kind of change because THQ was done, donezo, and there was like a, if people were jumping around trying to get some, some of the stuff there. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Zach, you had a little bit of news. Yeah. From, okay. Uh, I actually had two stories. I just found something. So apparently, Fortnite skins are going to be in Destiny Two. Yeah, I just saw that. Oh. Say again. Fortnite skins are going to be in Destiny Two. They are putting skins from the video hmm. game Fortnite. Into Destiny Two, which original ones? original IP like Fortnite skins, like in the Destiny classic 2. Fortnite sort of <laughs> like the OG Fortnite skins are going to show up in Destiny yeah. Two, like yeah. the like retool the... to fit the aesthetic of Destiny Two, hmm. the like kind the Fox like the... mask yeah. one and yeah. like uh. yeah, so why? I, guess. I don't know why not. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess why not. I mean, I, JJ, the answer to why not is because it costs more, and they were doing it by not spending that money on Fortnite IP. Like Destiny Two is extremely successful. I don't. Well, I'm I don't pretty know. sure. I'm pretty sure now you're going to be able to get the little companion robot dude in Fortnite pretty soon. Like <laughs> Cade Six I, skin. I do have to. I do have to say what's really great is for here's a little inside baseball Weird. for everybody that's watching. Um, yeah, hit me. A, a second, like 15 minutes before the show started, Zach, Zach said, hey, why don't we all just from now on bring one story and we'll and we'll just stick Sometimes to the one stuff story. Each. Like Destiny 2. <laughs> He's like, Ford, we'll just do one story each and let's just, you know. Unless there's something big, and then we can focus on that. And like the very first Zach thing Zach comes does charging in with two. We throw in Fortnite going into Dragon Ball, yeah. and then we throw in okay. Uh, Destiny okay. But you do have Let's a good story. Let's go to Pokemon. Pokemon. So this weekend, the big world Pokemon event competitive series, the last Sword and Shield competitive event, and the last for the Pokemon TCG set. Um, what is really interesting with this trailer is they're leaning pretty heavy into the competitive scene and not saying that they haven't before because pretty much every Pokemon game leans pretty heavy into the competitive side of it. But this time around, there, there's some really interesting things that they're doing with the new items specifically and the testralizing thing. Uh, they showed off what that does, which is basically changes the Pokemon's type. So they showed Tyranitar instead of being like ground dragon, he turns into a ghost type. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be really interesting to see how that plays out for competitive. Um, but there's these 
really interesting items here that I want to highlight. One of them is called loaded dice. So specifically in competitive, um, multi-hit moves are considered pretty not good to use because one, they might just hit once, or two, they 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 hit and then they get weaker. Um, so there's this, a new item called Loaded Dice, which is if a Pokemon holding this item uses a multi-strike move, that move will be more likely to hit more times. That's Basically balancing out, yeah. balancing yeah. out multi-hit moves. So that balances that out. But then they have another one called Covert Cloak, which this hooded cloak conceals the holder, protecting it from the additional effects of moves. So... That's a very good counter to loaded dice or to anything else. Um, it's also mirror herb, which will which will mirror an opponent's stat increases and boost its own stats, but only once. So if you have your trickster Pokemon swap in to do like a stat increase for like your whole team, that's a thing that happens a lot. You could instead of having to have one on your team, you could just have this guy out, tank, tank it hit it, get that stat, stat boost. So it's really interesting. Um, and really just cool stuff high, highlighting that. I think the UI they showed off is really cool too. It's really mm -hmm. sleek. Um, but another cool thing is Cy Cyclozar. He is a the new Pokemon. I don't know what he is exactly, him, but he's, a, he's the bike. Yeah. yeah, he's the bike. He's the bike legendary. That's what people thought, but they have another oh. picture they showed off yeah. where it's like everyone else kind of has their own bike Pokemon. So what is this? Is Kenny? Mo so Kenny what's, in what's interesting about this Cyclozar um, is that uh, Pokemon Violet and Pokemon Scarlet, he falls right in the middle of the color spectrum green between the two different other uh between the two legendaries so it's hmm. uh, you know there's actually like this weird like tie in i think that's why he's going to be in both versions of the game and blah blah, blah you blah, know blah. he's he's definitely in both versions and he's definitely i forgot what it's called they're calling it it's like uh like dimensional rifts or whatever they're popping up around like time like mm -hmm. different timeline things yeah. it could just be like hey like like Cyclozar, you have a special Cyclozar that can transform into this, which is cool. It makes the legendary yeah. actually matter. It, I think it's cool to make him the bike because every Pokemon game has a bike. So it's like, why not make a legendary a bike? I think it's really interesting. Um, yep. But yeah, uh, this game, oddly enough, keeps getting interesting to me. Uh, they also confirmed, let's see, where is it at? They confirmed like the different uh ranks the ranked modes are back for competitive and different tiers for competitive so you have like a kid mode then you have like a pro mode then you have uh teams that you can rent so if you don't have the pokemon you the mm -hmm. the pokemon you want to use you can rent them from the services whatever uh yeah so all that's coming back but they're leaning pretty heavy into this competitive side which is cool um, yeah, and uh, like the what's the, the actual Pokemon big annual thing is going to Japan for the first time, which is uh, yep. pretty big. Pretty oh yeah, that's going to be for next year. Yeah, but there, um, I still think this is going to be the biggest selling Pokemon game 
you know, I just, I have that feeling that, like it's going to, going to top, um, you know, the sword and shields will top out the DS stuff, but I mean, it's pretty shaping up to be a pretty, uh, substantial, like this is the game that I feel like the Pokemon team had actually wanted to make when the switch launched, you know, for the switch, you know, I, I, I just have that feeling. Like, I, I feel like, um, uh, sword. Then and why didn't they make it? <laughs> ah, smart. I feel like Sword and Shield mm. was something that they made for um that may have started as a Sun and Moon in HD, right? Because there were the rumors of Sun and Moon. One hundred percent started as a 3DS yeah. game. Yep. There's no they, way. Exactly. And then they said, Well crap, we gotta get it up onto on get it on the Switch so we can transition all the stuff to Switch because we're we're killing that 3DS. And this is a ground up game. Yeah. Built from the no. ground up for the Switch with Switch ideas. Well, for all the 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 trash we talk about. But Arceus is um, one of the best selling Pokemon. Yeah. We saw it's still like it's like the third best selling game of the year. So, so like I, I don't have any excuses for the Pokemon Company, but I do kind of see why they do what they they do. Like they have yeah. more money than God, so they can just like release games every year and like iterate slowly. Like they have been doing that. Like like this is the Pokemon game we should have gotten ten years ago. Yeah. But it still feels like a huge step forward. Um, well, so yeah, it's I mean, just like it's like a weird that's, situation. That's what happens when you don't get that game from ten years ago for ten years. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, not, no, not, I'm just I'm just really excited. It's the first time I've been like, because like like I always say, I buy every Pokemon game, I play mm-hmm. them all the way through, and I still be like, I'm just like, man, this game sucks, but I still play it. But this is the one I'm like, hey, I am kind of actually excited for this one. Yeah, yeah it, um, it is. It is weird that this feels like it could be the first truly switch-oriented. Yes, I want exactly. them to Pokemon. show off. Aside, aside from Arceus, but you know, we're talking about like mainstream Pokemon game yep. here. I'm excited um, for them to show do that little Nintendo Direct that 20, 20 minute like, hey, let's walk around the world and see how you catch Pokemon. Which I'm is really you know excited. what you know what's extra nutty to me, and I don't want to. I'm I don't, I'm swear this is gonna be a five minute detour here. We so there were some rumors going out about new Switch hardware, mm-hmm. which um, just kind of brought me back to the fact that the processor that's in the Switch, uh, which is both CPU and GPU, mm-hmm. is it is was made it, that tech was debuted in 2012, right? So the, the the processor that's in the Switch was a 20 is it originally released in 2012. And Pokemon Company made a game, probably exactly. I think you're right. Originally made for 3DS, that they ported to a chipset that released in 2012, <laughs> and that game came out in 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. When did Animal Crossing come out? Animal Crossing was March 2020. of 2020. Yeah, it was so it was 2019. So that so they released Pokemon X was it X and Y was the last one? No. Sword no. Sword and Shield. Sword, Sword and Shield, Shield comes out in twenty I had to it's so hard to fucking yeah, keep Sun track. and Moon were after X and Y and then Sword and Shield were Yeah, so Sword and Shield comes out, probably started as three DS and then transitioned. They uprised the textures to make it work. On a, Are you they sure? did, they did a little they bit, hit that button. They hit that button. a little bit, 
to release on a product. So this Dolly, thank you for showing. This is, by the way, rumor like scratch barely starts to scratch the surface of like how much of a rumor this is. The right. the ranges on uh, that right hand column are so vast. Yes. Um, yes. They that are. it's really it's so like anyway. I just want to oh, this. So this is coming out from a few different people and a couple other leakers led uh, kind of lent credence to it, which is the fact that this is probably on the right track, but not indicative of what exactly is going to happen. And again, if you look at the ranges, it's very obvious that there are so many different options that could come here. Um, like for, the RAM stands out really, really yeah. badly to me. Max of 64 gigs of DDR5 at 256-bit is fucking absolute. <laughs> is so beyond bonkers that it, it's just not possible. No, the big um, one to me is the 200 gigabytes a second in the track. Yeah, well, yeah, that which is because <laughs> of the 256-bit bus on that RAM. It's not going to happen. Like, Still. listen, the, Ste the Steam Deck literally <laughs> created a niche because of the quad-channel 32-bit DDR5. So... The the idea that Nintendo <laughs> Switch, whatever new is going to happen, it would be better than that. Anyway, like I said, I didn't want to spend too much time on it. Still outputting at 720p, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, so anyway, what I really wanted to point out was the fact that the CPU was a four-core ARM yeah. chip released in 2012. Um, even though the chipset was revealed in 2015, they still went really far back to get that CPU. Which means that they took a Pokemon game, probably originally destined for 3DS, and then upresed it for a CPU that was made for 2012, which last time I checked was 10 years ago. So <laughs> that what really, what that really means is that this is the first Switch game or the first Pokemon game that was designed for a processor again that released 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. I really hope. That whatever Pokemon game is coming after this one was not. I mean, here's the thing though: whatever Pokemon game comes next is going to have to run on the old Switch hardware, which means yeah. that it's going to have to be designed to be able to be run on a processor that was made ten years ago today. So, if you want your your next Pokemon game, which will be this incredible Switch Pro game, to run with zero leaves of grass. And two visible Pokemon, you'll buy it on the current Switch. Is basically what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, if you want, if you want all of those really low refresh rate yep. in the distance uh, Pokemon, get on the old Switch. That'll, that trust me, you'll get all of that. All of those beautiful hardware artifacts will appear there. Um, anyway, that's it again. That's it. I'm, five minutes is up. JJ, do you have any news? Uh, unless you want to show the the footage they just released a few minutes ago for the Last of Us TV show, <laughs> uh, I can see if I can find it. Uh, I I just was I just saw it on. There. I heard that it's coming to HBO. Is that true? Yeah, somehow it's odds. Yeah, no, it's, it's official. It's, yeah, here I'll play it right here. Are you for real? I can't believe it. Yeah, I can't believe the game the the show that they announced like four years ago is is coming to to the the, the network that they run. Yeah. This is a. It's kind of crazy that it's coming to HBO, guys. Yeah. 
Is it? Is it coming HBO? It is <laughs> crazy. Hey, I rewatched this movie. It was a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. It's so. I think I said it when they when they announced this, and they're like, "It's just going to be an adaption of the game." I was like, "Well, fuck them. I don't care. I played yeah. the game. I know what the game yeah. is." <laughs> I don't think there's dragons in it. That's kind of yeah. weird. <laughs> well, there's a there's I a feel, fucking dragon in this game. That's kind of neat. I feel like Doctor Manhattan, where he's like, "It's 1987. I'm sitting on my yeah. couch." It's like, <laughs> It's like I feel like it's the year June twenty eighth, twenty twenty three, and I'm watching The Last of Us Part One. It's yeah, or it's like it's it's June twenty, it's June twenty first, twenty third, thirteen. I'm playing The Last of Us Part Part One. It's was that Offerman? Was was that Nick Offerman that I saw at the end of that trailer? They're doing the Nick whole... Offerman is in this TV series. And he uh, plays is, the is same this character. Nick Offerman that he it's a horrible Nick Offerman. <laughs> it's really bad because you never saw him in Devs. No, shame. I didn't. Yeah. I gotta watch Devs. Really hey, let's move on. Devs to, is a good show. You should watch that show. It's not on HBO Max though. That was the news. Let's move on from news. Right? I mean, guess yeah. we move on from news to <laughs> games. Games that we've been gaming. Games, baby. Um, and I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with this little gem right here since. <clears throat> Since you didn't, ha- you're not a little gem. Since you didn't really have news, we're gonna talk about Cult of the Lamb. Yeah, Cult of the Lamb. Oh, I haven't gotten to play it yet. So I picked this up on the Switch, uh, which probably not the best and option as far as I've heard. Go. I was actually getting, I was wondering uh, where you were gonna go with it because I've heard good things about the game, less yeah. good things about the Switch version I, of the what? game. You know what? The it's not it 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 can't really hold 30 frames per second um which is kind of a bummer but um it's doing its damnedest it's not really it's not like it's dipping the 15 or anything but um it's it's, not no rune factory 5 i tell you it has the game overall uh is in desperate need of a patch in general so um I'm sure some of that stuff will be fixed shortly. Uh, I love the setup for this game. I love the sort of general uh, gameplay uh, loop that you get in with this game. It's really good. Uh, it's it's it starts off with you or being you being sacrificed and mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. the, and the one below saves you and wants you to start your cult. And uh, you basically have just a couple of different things. Uh, the the sort of uh combat of the game is like binding of isaac it's just randomized like dungeons that you're just cube dungeons side by you know you go left right up or down up or down and you know you get your uh you know weapon upgrades like within the dungeon kind of thing and you're getting like buffs and like earning different things but everything is like dark like everything is everything has like you're getting like tarot cards yeah but lay down the part where where zach cares about it yeah yeah. and so the other part i was not interested in this game until i heard about this so go ahead and go (laughs) really yeah Yeah, so it's the cult like the the managing of your cult that's that's where the that's that's where the uh bread is getting buttered here um it i i i i've my i recently unlocked farming zach so uh <laughs> there there is so it's basically, heavy 
So when you I go, love how much this looks like Don't Starve, by the way. Yeah, it's so much. It, I mean, it's cool. what's funny is like the trailers don't really do justice to a lot of just the existing in the world that you do because they're always quick cuts on this. But just sort of wandering around your little cult village and stuff, like the aesthetic of it is so fucking cute. I cannot explain enough how just charming it is to look at everything even the weird dark evil shit that's going on is is it's just so beautiful um so you're you when you're going through the dungeons and stuff you're also like saving other animals that are being sacrificed mm -hmm. by the old gods basically uh, the whole point of this game is for you to get revenge for the one below against the old gods that the one yeah so like the one the one below him. was was like bound yeah he's he bound was chained he was by... chained up by the by the other old gods yeah who were the ones that wanted to sacrifice you yeah and he you know the one below saves you and is yep. like hold up start a yeah. cult give that faith to me and we're gonna fucking give the other gods a comeuppance yeah yeah exactly uh and oh god, I love I love the I love the love the look uh, of this. This looks the so boss, good. The boss designs are all just grotesque <laughs> and awful, and I love it. Um, so you get your uh, when you're in your cult village, you're you're constantly sending them for chores. You get to talk to them, and you get to send them off to uh, what their job is. You you cook, you mine, you build, you. You have ones that can just go to the temp, like the uh, statue in the middle of town, and they pray all day. That's their job is to pray, mm -hmm. and you use that prayer juice to uh, expand out your uh, cult. And like like Animal Crossing, you get things that are like, okay, now here's the rules of the cult. Here's what we're doing. Here's what the um, and yeah, so you can set them off. I've I've built a farm. I just built a little like watering shed and a silo, and you got people mm -hmm. like doing that stuff. Um, and like in order to make certain sacrifices, you have to um, just like after you fell, you you're the non-believers. Um, you have to uh, also destroy their bones so you can collect their bones to make <laughs> to make sacrifices to unlock more stuff. It's so good. Uh, here's the problem right now. I am completely softlocked in the game, and it seems to be a problem. I cannot go out to the dungeons currently. I am really? stuck in my village. I have uh, heard this problem specifically on so, Switch. Yeah, okay. it doesn't seem like it's just the Switch version, but it's definitely oh, okay. the most prevalent on the Switch version. So I, I have to start a new game and hope for the best. And or wait for a patch, and it's a patch question of, uh, of how expeditious they'll be with. Yeah. So is it, by by soft lock explain explain the explain what's what happens. So. I have so in order to get like new villagers or you know cult cult um, members uh, friends you have friends you friends. need friends you have to go out into these battle into the these maps to uh, you know fight fight them. monsters and find them yeah mm -hmm. um, unfortunately there's a fog that kind of locks you from going there when you have like other quests going on so it's like you have to finish this up before you can do that. 
that fog's not going away. So I'm stuck in the village. Oh. And now I'm stuck in the village with a village quest that I can't complete because I need money. And the only way for me to get money is to go out into the field and battlefield and like get gold out there. So I'm just sort of at this point, I can do some things. I can do quests for the villagers, but the second it requires money, I won't have enough for it. Um, hmm. So, and so like once a day you get to go out. I'm, I'm trying to game the system in some way. I'm trying to see if there's like, if I just start collecting the prayer juice enough and do a sermon every day and do all this. Is there stuff, some way to, to get if, if money? There's some to... way for like money. To like, can I shake down my villagers for uh, uh, some gold or something? I don't know. So I'm trying to game the system to see if I can force brute force my way out of this. I'm not, I'm not like I'm having a bad time. I just wish I could get out into the, combat because the combat's great mm -hmm. I, I love binding of isaac and it plays a lot like binding of isaac you have an attack or, or even enter the gungeon all those kinds of things where you sure. have you have an attack you have a magic attack and you have a roll those are like your main uh moves and like yeah uh it's very satisfying to just go through all this stuff i'm loving this game i wish it wasn't busted on me right now but uh, everything that I've experienced with this game so far is very much my shit. And look, fishing! Yeah! Fishing. <laughs> um, and I can't wait to just have my village be like this. Just absolutely. Yeah, and happy. it's interesting because like, I was looking at it and Cult of the Lamb is doing very well on Steam sales. Yeah. And uh, the bugs are you know, it just, it just needs yeah. to correct some of the stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I it's one of those things where it, it probably did a little, maybe even a little bit better than I expected to. And uh, the net that it cast to do some of the QA just wasn't as vast. And yeah. there was hey, stuff the way to be found. It has 1 million players. It's, wow. I, it's, Already. I mean, like, <laughs> considering where it's coming from, it's like it is a big release. So. Um, a lot of well, money. Uh, JJ, is there anything else you were playing, or is that the at the one you can talk no, about right now? Nothing I can talk about right now. Okay. Well, um, speaking about going into uh, going into the afterlife, there is yet another game that sends you into the afterlife, and that is a game that both Taylor and I are playing for review. Launched yeah. last week, uh, cursed to golf yeah. is now available officially launched on the 18th yep game we covered uh, uh, at pax east we have been talking about this game since announcement and <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's finally it out at pax west last year yep. um that's right yeah i'm gonna jump in i know taylor both you and i have uh, yeah go for it game for review uh we both put a ton of hours into this sucker um i'm sitting at like right around like 20 hours um right now uh and I'm nowhere near winning. Uh, nowhere near completing the game. It's a roguelike. It's uh, or roguelite, whatever you want to call it. Um, it is. Uh, this is one of my favorite games that I've played in the last seven, eight years. Um, it is so freaking good. From a, it's so free. It's I'm I'm it's it's hard not to glow about this game because it's done so well with all the little additions, all the little things they did to this. Um, 
it's golfing. It really is like 2D golf, which we played. I have a bajillion 2D golf games on my phone. Yeah. Uh, but in the case of Curse to Golf, they mix in so much. Uh, like there's so many little elements into this game that you can you can really find yourself kind of getting lost in how love, you how you I achieve love that these it's levels. Just tangentially golf. It it's really like, is. Yeah. It's golf. <laughs> It's tangential. In fact, it it feels more like um, <clears throat> like side scrolling. It's a weird way to say this. Feels more like a side scrolling tactical uh, game than it is a. It's, um, it's it's almost as if they turned. Yeah. Um, do you remember Dangerous Golf? It was from the people that used to make Burnout, but they didn't make car games anymore. So they made Dangerous <laughs> Golf, which was just crash mode from uh, Burnout, yeah, yeah, yeah. but a golf game. It's and then they did dangerous driving, which was just crash mode. So it's it's like crash mode in its own little way from there, where it's got that sort of like you're spending a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I'm playing it's, it too. I'm playing it too. Okay. I didn't. I knew it's you guys were talking about it. So I was like, yeah, yeah. There's a peggle in there. Yeah, there's just a lot of like learning how to manipulate ball mm -hmm. trajectory in this. That I just in a 2D side-scrolling way, it just speaks to me on a primitive level. Same. It's just. Same. <laughs> I love that you mentioned that because it, it does tick all of my checkboxes for shit that I love. It's It reminds me of my favorite 16-bit games. It reminds me of some of my favorite 32-bit games, you know, for the PlayStation. It reminds me of arcade games. It reminds me of sitting on the toilet and playing games on my phone. It, it has... It, it's... If it's when I think of handheld games, this is the kind of yeah, game yeah. I'm always looking for in terms of a handheld game. It's why, like back in the days of the Vita, I played so much like uh, what was uh, like Rogue Legacy and shit like that. Yeah, like yeah, all yeah. this, like I, just sit down, lay in bed, and just go through. Just yeah, I and I've I I lose a lot, like. Yeah. And we'll get the strategies in a second in this. I lose so many, so much, so many fucking times I've lost. Uh, you know, you make it through the first set of holes and then you get into the next biome and then you get far enough. All of a sudden you lose. <laughs> you start from the very freaking beginning. I'm totally fine with that because <laughs> there is so much good stuff to see and experience in this game. It, uh, so I'm going to bring it back. Uh, I'm going to bring a game up that, that I love, a game series that I love, Steam World Dig. This is like mm. a golf version of Steam World Dig in that it hits, it's designed meticulously and it hits all of those buttons and switches. It's hits everything to a T and hits it perfectly in my in my opinion. Uh, uh, Taylor, you Taylor, you're also yeah, you're also <laughs> yeah, playing I mean, this review. Tell tell me what you so, I I was a little bit more and I don't want to make it sound like I'm I don't like it, I, but I was definitely no, I was definitely more frustrated by like. So, oops! What happened to there? <laughs> just kidding! Just kidding! Just kidding! My only my only issue with Curse of Golf, it's it's a little long. Some yeah. of the parts yeah. of like yeah. playing playing a front nine alone, because obviously you got to do eighteen holes to yeah. beat the game. Of course, right? Yeah. yeah. The front nine alone is like thirty minutes, mm -hmm. at least, um, and uh, more if you if you're doing one of the kind of quote unquote boss battles a part of it. Um, so that part wears on, especially when you know, this is one of those instances where like playing the demo hurts you more than it helps you because like you feel like you already did this part mm -hmm. and it is literally the same. And so I'm like, I'm playing the demo, you know, I'm playing like the first bit 
And um, I actually, you know, I managed to beat that first boss uh, the first time around. I'm like, okay, now I'm playing the part that I haven't played yet, um, except I don't get as far as I want to and now I have to go back. And uh, then, you know, the game's still telling me. So anyway, that's that's my fault. So I don't want to, I don't, I'm not going to fault the game for it. But that being said, it still is a little bit long, you know, in this in the same way that some of the roguelikes are more mm-hmm. how do I put this? They they give you more things right off the bat. Like there's there's less that you get every single time uh when you play Curse to Golf. But the that being said, like I, I'm still here. Like I'm still doing all like because it brings me back every time anyway. Despite that, um, so I got, I just got to the third biome. I don't know how far you've gotten, Dally. Yeah, about about that area too. Yeah. Um. So I managed to beat the the second boss there. Uh, I believe there's technically four total, although I don't want to say that for sure because I haven't fully completed it yet. Um. But yeah, I mean it's a uh, it's it's still it's definitely challenging um and i think my own the if i was going to critique it i actually wish that it was it let me do full choose on exact power and and so instead of so it's, it's kind of got like an arcadey feel where the choice of power and direction is timing based right so the power meter fills and empties over time so you have to kind of pick your power and then you have to pick your angle based on an automatic movement i think it's already kind of hard i mean maybe this is coming from you know an early game player um, and maybe it would be too easy otherwise and this is probably the case considering that i'm not I'm not a game developer, uh, and they are. But um, last time I checked, for me right now, I wish that I could, you know, instead of having a kind of arcade game where I chose the power, I want to just, I think it would be interesting if I could just choose the power and angle. Um, I think the Mm -hmm. camera is limiting enough that you can't hit perfect shots anyway. but anyway, that's just I don't know if you, if you agree yeah, on that. I, but that's fair. I, yeah, it's fair. It's um, uh, you're wrong, but it's fair. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're <laughs> no, you're right. And I, I it does uh, because they kind of give you everything right off the bat. Yeah, all the different. And it does feel like oh, I got to trudge through this whole area again. Like, what am I unlocking this time on this run? Except for I mean, more, yeah, I mean, part of it, part of it is that my brain is broken because so many so many roguelites have done the things like yeah, yeah. to unlock i'm going all right i'm back again what do i unlock this time and right. you know hades like the, very different exactly exactly and and unfortunately hades did it really well where they, they really well. you know they that my brain has already been tricked i can't untrick it um and rogue legacy rogue legacy the last kind of like big roguelike that i played also did that did that element of it very well i think um, what's what's um so yeah, I definitely love this game. It's gonna be in yeah, my no, top, it's definitely it's good. My, one of my top two games of the year, two to three. I mean, it's this and probably Elden Ring right now for me. But um, it it is. I do wish there were that less. I agree with you that that first half hour of the game, you're like, man, I did this demo, 
I we've done a demo a few times because we did it at PAX, we did it on Steam, you know, Next Fest, all this stuff. It's like, okay, I did it. None of that carries over. Um, but uh, once you get past that part, you you know, you start to think, okay, what's new? Well, because the the levels kind of reshuffle and readjust, and they are, you know, it's got all all, all novelty there. feels really yeah. good. It every no works. every novel part, yeah. And some, uh, what's really interesting is that some playthroughs that I've done, some of the earlier levels feel a lot easier because yeah, they I've because I've kind of figured out certain things. But then the next run, those like one of those levels will just be insanely not difficult, but just way more challenging based on the cards that I have. I will say this though, um, something that I'm learning very quick is just. <laughs> I don't know how you guys are playing, but I'm just, I've decided I'm just gonna start using up every card I can because yeah. you have opportunities to oh, get, yeah. you have opportunities to get tons of cards. So you might as well just yeah. use every like, card you can. Don't store them like, like I did my first five yeah. hours of playing. This isn't like an RPG or something where you're gonna have right. to worry. Do I yeah. use, do I use my Phoenix down now or do yeah, I, or do I save it? <laughs> and that was my mistake early on. Uh, the first, five, you know, first five hours, not, not eight hours that I was playing. The game. Not, not just that, but like in my, for at least for my case, the boss battles are so much harder than the rest of any of the levels. Yes, I love that. Take, I do love take, that. No, no, it, it is, it, it's gratifying because what it does mean, though, is that take every hard option that there is, every hard path where you have to do a cursed hole. So, oh, you know, in the, holes, so in the game, you can just play a normal hole or you can play a cursed hole where every certain number of hits you get a you know, a negative debuff mm -hmm. on your hit where you can only hit left or you can only hit right or you're upside down or you or have a timer. Yeah, or it bounces really high, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But at the end of it, you get a free card pack where you get these ace cards where you can add on an effect to your shot. Um and a free card pack is worth like six hundred bucks of of cursed, of cursed of golf dollars. Um and it's anyway, it's it's very valuable and it's worth yeah. worth it. Um, you know, if you only use two cards those, to complete the pack, you get one extra card net. You know, kind yeah, of yeah. Those are the cards that I don't use until I get to boss battles. Is, exactly, is and then all of a sudden the boss battle hits, one. and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> Where it does not matter how many extra par shots you can yeah. add, because the thing is that you have to beat the AI to the hole. Um, yep. Where, yeah, where that's you know, really what it is. Yeah, it it becomes a race. Is uh. You know, it's it's the two D race that I wish the new Mario Golf really was when it came to race. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say this: what's really what I would love to see in this game, and maybe you know, obviously this is it just launched this past week, um, so maybe they'll they'll look at DLC or other modes or stuff. Would be other modes. I'd love to do like an endless golf mode or just um, you know, eighteen an eighteen hole golf mode, which is just eighteen holes without a story based into it maybe yeah. there's not even cards maybe it's just something kind of kind of just sit and play maybe it's right. maybe the boss battles are actually the three or four of us playing these holes together how yeah. badass would cursed to golf be if it was a multiplayer and we're all getting through this with the same card pack and i think there's some really cool things they can do with i think the card pack stuff on a multiplayer basis would be sick yeah. it would be so sick so sick yeah, yeah. but i will but, say uh, the, I, so. the, I love this game the thing that was most enticing to me, even though I like, I hated it in the moment, but I think back on it is it's like it's what brought me back. Was I was doing, you know, you're, I'm fighting the boss battle, the second whole boss, or the, I should say, uh, 
the second half of the front nine. So this is holes like, you know, I beat the first boss and then I'm on the next set of holes. Mm-hmm. So I'm fighting the second boss for the first time. And there is so much of the kind of good nervous energy, that good anxiety of like you're struggling to race against it. And you feel that twisting anxiety of not being able to make it. Um, And dude, I'm like, I'm hitting bad shots because I'm anxious about like you, you feel the tension that you're not going to make it. And I'm just, (laughs) man, I'm just, I'm literally flunking the shots. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely. And I don't have the cards to correct the problem. And so I'm just I, I'm making trying to make a shot and I'm standing up in frustration. But I'm then then I'm like, okay, I'm better than this. I and so the, but but that's the like that's the feeling that brings me back and then the next time around I beat it. Um I was really happy to see that the next time around, um, I didn't have to fight the boss that I had already beaten again, because that is the most time consuming hole in, in that race against, uh, you know, trying to complete it. So So. Stefan asks, is there time in the, no, you do, you alternate shots. So you alternate shots, but you can, you'll, I mean, I, I, not really a spoiler. You can, you can affect the boss that you're, you're facing against and your goal is to get to the hole in before they do before they do whether it's fewer shots whether it's more you know depending on how you you can always earn extra shots so there it's really just who gets to the hole first like real golf like real (laughs) yeah the difference yeah i mean the difference is that like you know we say fewer shots but that means a lot less if you know all of the different powers that there are in the ace cards fewer shots can mean a very vast number of things because yeah. you know there's a lot of ways that you can circumvent the rules of the game through the cards so for sure for sure all right moving on oh. from the game of the year curse of golf uh you're playing another game xenoblade chronicles 3 yeah i'll talk about it real quick uh just because i played it more um uh, Zach, oh. we Zach, we hit a, a similar kind of moment over the past 48 hours you're you're officially in chapter six right um, dude, Xenoblade Chronicles Three is kind of nutty. Did you get to the big story <laughs> reveal about like here's how the world works, kind of thing? Yeah, it's really depressing. Yeah, yeah. it made me it not want to. I haven't touched it in a couple in like a week and a half because it's just really like it's like I just don't want to deal with this right now. You should come back. Know. It's not that bad. It's better. Okay. There's more story that you have, to, like there's more things that you that you need to be spoon fed, which is, this game is very good at doing. I will say this game is surprisingly just really messed up for a Nintendo game. It's very dark. <laughs> it's really dark. It's not. It's just like it makes you feel bad. Um, there is a cutscene the end of chapter five that's just like. Bro, <laughs> like uh, uh, it was a bro moment. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so I think so. I was this is uh this is two days ago. I got to this point in the game where we hit this moment, and uh, it was also about a 25 minute cutscene. I want to say that's nuts. Um, one. Maybe more, and I've hit like. 
a few other eight minute cutscenes since then. Uh, it, there's a lot of exposition that happens, and I think I hit the point where it relates to Xenoblade Chronicles one and two. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't like it's so playable though. It's weird. Yeah. Is that like you know you that story hits you and you're like holy shit that's really dark, and then you're like okay. Time to keep going. And you're like, here's the same old battle. Uh, the same old battle style that I was just doing. There's an imposter among us. That's how it feels. Uh, but yeah. Um, and uh, aside from games, there was, uh, there was a new Dragon Ball. Movie. Is there really? That we saw, that we yeah. saw in the movie. That, no, that, that Zach, both Zach and I saw in theaters. And JJ, JJ saw it. JJ, you saw it too? Oh, yeah. I listen. I I'm just saying that it's worth talking about because it's a. It's in know. Fortnite. That's why. No, that's not the reason. So okay, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say what I said to Taylor in DMs, and I'm pretty sure it'll just put everyone's thoughts together. So whoever made this movie, okay, so Dragon Ball Z is kind of like you know who's gonna win. Like you always know who's gonna win these these things. You go to watch a Dragon Ball Z movie to watch people fight, and that's fun, right? But what's really interesting is how Dragon Ball Z has pivoted into being really just more character focused than fight focused, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I mean, like the fights are amazing. They're so well choreographed. There's so much going on, but through the fights, you learn so much about the characters, or just like really interesting developments and soup and superhero does a really good job of developing gohan and piccolo who are the two best characters in the series my favorite characters not biased um their relationship is so endearing and the father figure that piccolo is to him is just so loving caring and just seeing where his character is now is so cool but seeing that developed is amazing um, and the person who made, who wrote the story, understood how that how that works. So it's just really, it's just like it was, those fights and the story all go to go together so well. And it's there's a really good emotional payoff at the very end. Like it's just, it's real. It's just like just well thought out and put together. Um, and they could have just cash grabbed it. Like, hey, here's a new Dragon Ball Z, new, new Dragon Ball movie, yeah. double but, up. But they yep. put thought into it and it's just like hey this this feels good um yeah. it made me t- tear up like i was like whoa like this is an emotional character arc and, for and like it sounds it sounds silly but it's very it was very clear that somebody went back watched the dragon ball z run for the cell saga and like specifically that yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. not not to like but there are there are specific homages to that Stuff before that too, but I mean, like I don't know, it was good. I mean, anyway, still, I, I did. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really even though good. I know this is what what we've been playing, I didn't want to miss that moment because like yeah. it was. Listen, I talk about comic books every few weeks. Exactly, yeah. it was a good multimedia moment uh, yeah. that I don't, usually don't get to talk about very much. Man, that 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 thing at the end, man. All, only three of us, three of us know, but man, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Dally, have like, you ever, have you ever watched Dragon Ball Z? 
No. So I asked how where should I how many of the eighty seven hundred or so episodes should I start? What you with? should do is you should look up Dragon Ball Z Kai. Okay. And you should watch Dragon Ball Z Kai. Okay. Dragon Ball, the original series, is not necessary, but if you become interested, you can go back to it. But Dragon Ball Z Kai is significantly condensed. Yes. Because it's no longer beholden like Dragon Ball Z originally was being co-written and co-authored as the manga was coming out during his first run and then dragon ball z kai revisited all of it redid some visuals redid a lot of the audio and omitted any filler that was necessitated by the lag between you know the the manga comic and the actual anime that was being produced i mean i'm just saying like just as a media consumer in general you kind of owe it to yourself to just watch dragon ball z at yeah, some point. it's so it's so it's so pivotal to so many shows whether it is sure. other anime or actual just like i don't yeah. know <laughs> common uh like common 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 you go back and you watch dragon ball z you will understand a lot of tropes that you see in sort of modern a lot one of piece. everything. One yeah. piece is better, but it's different. Right? It's yeah. different. There's a there's a huge difference. <laughs> one one piece is like Lord of the Rings and Dragon Ball Z is like what's a good uh let's see, what's a good movie? Terminator. You I was know? gonna say John or, Wick, but <laughs> John 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 Wick's good, good too, yeah. Let's but, uh, they're different things, but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, the number of the number of episodes for Dragon Ball Z Kai are like way reduced, yeah. but it's still it's still a lot. It's still like a hundred something. Yeah, I, I wrote think. it down. I wrote it down. Uh, Do let's it. move on to um, Zach because he's got a uh, hundred and forty five minutes worth of uh, content that needs. True, no, no, and we're already at one hundred and thirty minutes worth of show. So yeah, exactly. Oh, so I I will say about minutes, Dragon Ball Z since it's my turn. I have I have this you know I can say something about Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I think it's really interesting how these guys who started they so like all these oh, serious. <laughs> oh no, seriously, all these voice voice actors started in Dallas whenever they were just that they were just like random dudes who came in and started yeah. to do voices, passing out in the booth, all these things. They developed a, an amazing career through these characters, but what's cool now is the dub is kind of in their hands. Like mm. Chris Sabat, the guy who does Piccolo, Vegeta, and uh, the other guy who does Koku, they're like the voice directors. They write the stuff in English. like So everything's in their hands. So like it's just pretty cool to see how it went from them to starting out to like now it's like hey you guys run the show over here uh i just think that's really really cool chris Did you guys see it sub, subbed or dubbed dubbed subbed. dude oh Not yeah dubbed. Dubbed. dubbed yeah dubbed that's what i do yeah um, dude always watch dragon ball z and dub I, there's like there's yeah no it, it, at, the, at this point at this point it's one of the most the most carefully dubbed um yeah. sh- shows uh possible sure. uh between Icon. that yeah i mean between that and ghibli films um although i i do also advocate for the original japanese voice acting for the ghibli films as well um, yaki anno is a voice actor in those so you should watch them sub so yeah but that being said um dragon ball is quite good dubbed okay so or, yeah video games i yeah. got two review games let's talk about 
um uh, spark three first because this is really really cool um i'm a notorious sonic the hedgehog hater i hate i hate that i hate those games um i used to play them a lot as a kid i used to play the 3d sonics a lot as a kid and i just never really i just played it because kids play sonic games that's just kind of <laughs> it um i never liked 2d sonic games i don't under i i just don't under i don't like it because i don't understand how to play them correctly uh they feel too unwieldy for 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 me and <laughs> i just like don't want to like focus on that plat platforming thing right so spark three is like how it how in my head i've always imagined how sonic should be it's like this is this is what sonic should be um and it's in the way it plays it feels it feels so responsive it's so tight it's so but it's so fast and it's like it's a sonic game but it's also a action like devil may cry game as well like there's boss boss fights there's um so much variety in stages like you pretty much go to a hub area that's a boss and these are how you get the story very um um yoko taro delivery which i'll talk about but yeah like it's a action game it's like has full-on combos like you're just going crazy but then you have these sonic the hedgehog parts like this where you're just going so fast and it looks so hectic but it, you have so much control and you're doing so much it just feels really good to play um yeah it's just really solid it's so good made by one guy crazy um but the way it does levels there's <laughs> also cars and max there's also so the way it does levels is really interesting like you go to a hub and you go to like a main level trailer here actually. and then you get a tutorial like you get tutorials and you get the main level but it's like a branch you know so it's like okay this level is a grinding section level this level is a time of time attack level this level is a find the coins level this level is an exploratory you know like sonic adventure 2 level you know you have so much variety and all but the thing is is all those areas while they're designed differently are also explorable there's so much stuff there's some so much things to just do um yeah, it's crazy. Like if if you're a Sonic, a 3D Sonic fan, it's like, bro, just play this. This is great. Yeah, like, I was it, gonna say. I mean, like I've I've watched gameplay of 3D Sonic games, and heard people talk about. Them. I personally don't really care for them. Yeah, um, exactly. But I'm like, for anybody that would have told me that, yeah, I, man, 3D Sonic was the best. Uh, this would be like have you have you done this have you done <laughs> yeah have, like, it's it, yeah it it is we know we know i that. i miss i mean i'm assuming that, that game we is know what you're talking about i'm assuming the game's referring to the the very bad voice actor from <laughs> the dragon ball yeah, i don't hey, think yeah, was... the, the new broly voice was good by the way I'm just gonna i thought it was good yeah, yeah better <laughs> um but yeah so yeah it just it yeah it feels good it's a sonic game but not sonic um but the interesting thing to me is it has a really interesting narrative it does a yoko taro thing that i love where it's like you meet this guy hyper existential dread 
Well, it's like, no, like, you meet this guy, you're like, oh, this guy sucks, I'm gonna kill him. And you kill him, and then it's like, okay, so this is his life, and he always wanted to be, like, a doctor. And it's like, and, <laughs> and due to, due to, like, like, having his arm cut off, he had to become a cyborg. He, he, he had to become a cyborg and he, he became a cyborg and then like his brain got taken over and now he, he has to like, it's just like yes these like Yoko Taro like vignettes that are in there are so fun uh, yeah it's really so fun after you beat any of the uh, uh, I forget what they, they are in Metal Gear Solid 4 after every time you beat oh yeah the <laughs> The sirens or the beauties? Yeah, I forgot what they're called. Yeah, no, it's kind of yeah. It yeah, it's that. It's really yeah. And there's also Jester will talk to you. He's he's like yeah. So this is me. Uh, Like uh, we graduated college. You may be wondering how I got here. Seriously, there's like one part where he's like we like he's like talking to the player like talking about himself but also talking about you he's like yeah so we graduated college and we couldn't find a job and like blah blah he keeps talking about that it's just really interesting it's like just super cool um but yeah definitely buy it um yeah it's just great yeah then the next game is fashion police squad this game is a doom game and it's also really freaking good too um what is interesting to me about this is we have so many boomer shooters like Doom inspired games, and they're always like they go for the dark metal kind of like heavy metal 80s aesthetic. Like everyone just like because that's just it's just cool, right? Yeah, but this game is like, hey, like let's like I don't know, be like really flamboyant and like for the for the gays you know like let's just make this like like the lgbtq shooter like it's just it's it's so fun it's so full of life so it has so much soul i love the style of this game yeah and this is how you maneuver around you have a whip that's your belt and you kind of swing around anyways off off track what it does (laughs) yeah okay so what it does is you're basically a cop but you're not a cop. You're a fashion police. You're going around and solving fashion crimes and people who like have horrible, like who work in offices or work in all these places, they wear drab, you know, out outfits and stuff. But your job as a fashion police is to correct their wrongs. So for example, the sewing machine gun, you can only use against guys in baggy suits because you want to pin up their suits and make them look look good, right? Uh, then you have a confetti gun, which you use against guys who are really sad, depressed salarymen, you know? Um, but what is really cool is it takes my favorite mechanic from Doom Eternal, which is like Doom Eternal has this thing where like certain guns are good against certain guys. Like, okay, this gun is good against this dude, and if you're smart, you're going to use that gun against them, right? But in this game, it's like, okay, the sewing machine gun can only ever be used against the guys in the baggy suits. So you can't do damage to guys who aren't in baggy suits, right? So it's, on one hand, it requires you to be really fast and really quick on your feet. And it also encourages you to swap guns and be moving around and trying to figure out, like, where to go, where to place, place things. And yeah, it's a really just competent shooter. Um, and if you like Doom Eternal, you like that uh, weapon swapping, shooting up, 
and like figuring out the best way to attack a situation is definitely there. Um, but yeah, it it's just like it's also if you're really into like like RuPaul like drag, uh, it's it has that that sort of humor. So if you're like super into into that, is definitely like mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah, it's it's surprisingly competent. I was shocked. I was like, dude, this game JoJo. is actually really yeah. sick. Yeah, there's a, a JoJo, yeah, JoJo reference. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention there's a JoJo reference in uh, very early in Curse to Golf as well. There's a there's a uh, there's a power called Time Stop. <laughs> yeah, look. So this is the first guy. You okay? So what's cool is you have this little shotgun. It's a confetti gun. Uh, you shoot dudes dull suit to drab you shoot them and they become they become really nice and happy look dashing uh but then there's also these like billboards all around you shoot those two to like liven up the neighborhoods and like bring life back into them and take away the corporate you know drab they live Uh, ass shit going on yeah um and then also that shotgun has a secondary attack which is for Everything that's like super bright, you can suck the color out of. It's like, okay, this color is way too dramatic. Let's suck the colors out of it. And then you can use that. You can get like a super shot shotgun effect. It's just, yeah, it's really smart. Um, and you get the whip, which you can use to like break break things and jump around and find hidden stuff. It's, but yeah, if, if you've played Doom, it's just Doom, but like with a different, you know, skin. Uh, but it's a very welcome different look mm-hmm. uh and it's also you have to get um you have to cut ribbons instead of get key cards so you gotta go find like the red scissors to cut the red oh, that's ribbon cool. and, like that's yeah that. it's very very fun um oh, definitely definitely recommend it again like the uh laser can only hit the dudes on the bikes or you can suck it from like fire hydrants yeah it's just super cool I think it's also a small team, like five dudes in Finland or something. So, yeah, nice. Yep. And then my third one, I'll just talk about it really, really quick. But last night I played Gloomhaven with some friends, and oh. it's like I just want to say I think it's like the best design game ever. Mm-hmm. It's just like really cool. Um, I've played it before. Uh, but this is my first time playing with four people. It's just four of us. We had a full party. And it's just um, the interesting mechanic about Gloomhaven. I don't know if you guys guys know, but you have a deck that you, you just like can constantly use. But so like you always have access to your cards. But each card has an initiative on it and it has a top effect and a bottom effect. And you and you. you pick two cards and then you select the bottom of one, the top of the other. And the initiative tells you where you go in combat. But after you use it, it gets discarded. Um, so you're constantly like, there's so much you can do with, do it, do with that. It's really fun. And then like you attack, you draw an additive to your attack. You can get negative where you get it subtracted or get it added or get it negated. It's just really su- super cool. Um, yeah, it's a game everyone should play at some, some point, uh, awesome. cause it's special. It's like, I was just how like, many, dude, how many played, how many did you say played together? How many? Four. It was four. Four, four of us. We did two encounters. 
Uh, so Gloomhaven, I guess, for people who don't don't know, it's a legacy board game, and that's kind of like it's a living board game. Did, things you do and and things you okay. encounter and decisions and affect the rest of the game. So each time you play the game, you're going to be having these decisions following you. And what's interesting is when you play a character, you get a dude, and it's like, okay, I'm the tinkerer. And I'm supposed to, like, I can heal from far away. I can place traps. Cool. But you draw a, what it was called, a retirement um, quest. So the whole point of your character is to hit that retirement thing. So I was like, mine was, but you're not supposed to tell anybody. So I was like, mine, mine was kill 18 elites. So once I kill that, we unlock another class. Then there's... 20 other classes in the game and a hundred other quests. So it's like, I, I need to hit that. My other friends are working towards something too. And what's interesting is you always have to play to that as well. So each time you go into an encounter, you draw another focus. So it's like, you have a focus for this encounter. So like mine might be, you need to pick up six pieces of gold. So whenever we're fighting things, if there's gold on the ground, I'm like, I need to hit that objective so i'm not going to fight the thing i'm going to move over and go pick up that goal so there's so much going on that like kind of in it that like affects how you're playing with your friends and you're you're not supposed to talk about what you're going to do to your friends either you're supposed to like kind of be vague so you're always messing with each other you're always fucking each other over uh mm -hmm. it's just really interesting uh, it's just really fun and it's like oh i unlocked this class so that means the next time I come and play, I can play that character and level it up and hit its retirement and keep going through doing all these quests for the city to unlock different items and doing things outside. It's just it's just super cool for a board game. Um, yeah. I mean, it took us eight hours to do two encounters, and there's 130. So and the box is like, I don't know, it's like, huge there's so much so much stuff in it but yeah uh if you can ever find another person to play with because because you can play with two people and you can play with yourself if you want to um, <laughs> uh, noted <laughs> so yeah there's there's people on youtube i've watched that do solo runs and they're controlling four characters or two characters by themselves um hmm. So yeah, it's definitely, but it's like it's not really for the story. It's more for the game gameplay. Is the gameplay mm -hmm. so crunchy? That's kind of a good way to put it. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot that can happen. Like for example, my guy lays my guy last night laid down traps, and then I also had a skill that I would throw a chain and pull people in. So I would like throw a chain and pull bad guys into my traps, or I would place a little. Yeah, so it's just so cool, and also what else is cool is there's bad guys but you control the bad guys too so you control the ai of them you flip cards and says oh they do this so you so there's a constantly like an ai deck playing out what they do and you have to adhere to their logic like they want to attack the closest thing here and they there's going to be as lazy as possible kind of thing uh yeah it's just interesting um it's fun to kind of like it's fun to have a video game in front of you because that's what that is. It's like mm -hmm. it's fun to have a video game like all of its components and like touch it. Like it's like I'm touching the brain of a video game here. Um, it's just a really interesting feeling. 
Um, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it. But it's definitely, cool. oh, there's also a PC port. You can play on a PC if you want to. But I think it kind of takes away. Uh, <laughs> I think it kind of takes away yeah, we did. what makes the game special. So yeah. How long? About how, did I ask how long the matches typically take? Uh, depends. Um, I would. I would say like, maybe. It's just like Monopoly. It could be thirty minutes, yeah. four <laughs> yeah, hours. Yeah. You don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you played for eight hours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know if you were yeah. still going. But, but like, was that one game or was that multiple? Um, we did two in two encounters. Okay. So we. And each encounter has a different objective, too, which is really cool. So we did one, which is like a normal dungeon raid. We walked in there and killed a bunch of dudes, got some loot. Cool. The next one, we were walking down the road because you also draw events for the city. So there's a city event that happens that you have to do. Then there's a road event you do on the way to your next quest. You also have a big map and stickers you put on the map as you unlock things. So it's like a video game. Okay, we can go here. And there's boxes to mark them off. Um, So... We, I was like, okay, last time we went out on the road, we unlocked this like fire mountain thing. Let's go over there. And we looked at the encounter book. We we're like, mm, let's let's do something a little easier. So we like, <laughs> went to something else. We're like, okay, this sounds cool. It's like we have to retrieve a amulet from the end of a dungeon and bring it out. Um, and it had different doors and different traps and a bunch of terrain that we had to figure out how to get around and use our skills to like maneuver which is really cool of uh, it's like it had pressure plates in some rooms and i have a little robot that i could could use so we we're like oh like let's use the robot to put on the pressure plate so we could oh, keep the door open because if no one was on it it would close so yeah it's just really cool it's like oh cool like, let's like use our brains and like figure out how to get through this water that's like oh it takes two sure. it takes yeah. two movement to get through the water and so it's like i've used my my cards in a certain way instead of using them for attacks. And and also after you use all your cards, what you do is you look at your cards and you shuffle them and you randomly draw one and you discard it and you can't use it for the rest of that encounter. So eventually you're like, you're getting rid of stuff you actually need or it's like really important. So each time you play is different because your, your, your hands like 14 cards, each person that has a different hand size. So you're constantly like adding different things to it or taking out things or using items and equipment. And it's just, yeah, it's super cool. cool. Awesome. All right. Uh, I think that's it for what we've been playing, but I got one more thing that I'm going to do. Oh, no. I'm opening up Pokemon Go cards. Oh, boy. <laughs> Live. Jack, it's time. Let's, we're going to quantify Dally's exact pokemon value go cards what are those these uh, so the pokemon go they are the pokemon trading card game they have the pokemon go mm. edition are out now um i also did pick up uh we stopped by mickey d's last week um and so both my mickey daughter d's and i yesterday. got the, yeah did you get the happy meal and get the pokemon cards no it was like 12 o'clock at night we're like let's get some french fries <laughs> so we did <laughs> Uh, the McDonald's fries are awesome. Okay, let's open this up. See what I get. All right, so my first time ever opening Pokemon cards on screen. That's it. Nothing. Okay. Um, I got a Meltan. Okay. 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 I got a Magikarp. Awesome. Good. Okay, that's what you Magikarp. need, man. That's a cool art. 
on that yeah. cards like play. I love these cards, man. They're so so cool. I know. The Pokemon. I got uh Eevee. Ah yeah. Oh, so these are I see it. They are the AR version of the cards. That's neat. Um Pikachu. Look at him walk in there. Yeah, a little freak. Squirtle, just basic ass basic Squirtle. Dang. It's not too different from the like series one Squirtle yeah. card. <laughs> I got a nice little Ivy Sword with Ivy a little bit Sword. of a graphic stuff there. I got a there you go. Holographic Tyranitar. There you go. And I talked about him today. What's that? I talked about him when yeah, I was talking about Pokemon. And I got uh got some energy. Fish- Get some energy. Fighting train, energy. Trainer is Spark. Look at that trainer <laughs> card. Whatever trainer cards are. Uh, I got Chansey. Chansey. That's one of my favorite Pokemon. And then Steelix. Not one of my favorite Pokemon. Nope. And then Not use this code one. to unlock your online reward. I got a Pokemon. Yeah, you get a, you get packs of cards for the. Digi- oh, okay. So maybe I'll do that. The- yeah, cool. That's a fun. I liked playing the Pokemon card game. That's a fun way to play it. Is like it's on iPad. We ever get another update about that uh, trading card game? I don't know. It's it's actually Pokemon Trading Card Game Live. So it is the actual trading card game. It is. Yeah. yeah so I did research into this today. Actually, <laughs> um, it's in beta, um, okay. and people are still so. not happy that they can't use their cards they got in the other <laughs> game and yeah. the new one. So. Yeah. I can't. I'm wearing long sleeves. I can't show you the tattoo that I just got. Uh, I have a second it. pack too, but uh, <laughs> my Gengar I'll, tattoo. That's awesome. Yeah, you got your Gengar <laughs> tattoo. Well, Jets. Uh, that's it. <laughs> We're done. Nice two hour yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, I'm nauseous, but that's tired. Hold it. Yeah, no, I'm sick. Tired. Yeah. I have to wake up at 6 30 tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Normal day. Um, with that said, I'm going to let you guys go. Uh, you can find us sidequesting.com, sidequesting TV on Twitch and YouTube. Great review. Uh, thank you to Playland. Thank you to Stefan, to Ryan, to uh, Lisa. Thank you. Um, uh, we've had a, a good... especially, especially thank you to Ryan. Thank especially you. Thank you. <laughs> um, find me at Dolly Domofsky right there. You can find JJ. Oh, oh, oh. Uh... <laughs> At the underscore double one for that yeah. little corner down there, Zach at okay quest quest. <laughs> and this gentleman down below me is uh t- at Taylor Bliss. Yeah, follow me for nothing. Follow <laughs> you for nothing. Uh, I've had wanna... it for about a month now. Yeah, yeah, fancy. Got an All arm right. and everything. I'm a, I'm a professional boy now. <laughs> a professional boy with a, a with your beard is getting back into glorious shape. Gents, take care. Blue snow snowball. Oh yeah, <laughs> those work great. They work great. Take care, everybody. We'll see you in the next episode of the Side Quest. And we, don't forget opening night live. We might do it. We have the the streamer pack, so maybe we'll stream a little. Do we? Yeah, when we is do. It? When is Tuesday, that? Tuesday at 2 oh. p.m. Eastern time. I can actually do that. Yeah. I got, <laughs> I'll be able to do that. All right. I got plans. I got Final Fantasy 14 update coming out. I am, <laughs> my hands are tied. 
<laughs> Your answer. I will be following along from the office. Let me know I how it goes. I might be in the office, looking over in case there's anything, and then looking back. So we'll see. <laughs> I'll be hey, I'll be following streams and stuff, but I won't be live. No, that's fine. <laughs> we'll see y'all in the next episode. Bye. Toodles. Bye. Bye.